2: sentencing that took place today that I was paying attention to, and I bet a lot of people who read the book uh, I'll Be Gone in the Dark or watched the HBO series of the same name, might have been interested in this is the Colleen and Bradley show my talk 107 one streaming live at my talk 107 dot com everything entertainment Colleen Lindstrom Bradley trainer. Hey. Uh, his name is Joseph D'Angelo and he was the man who confessed to 13 murders and mm-hmm. dozens of rapes that took place in the 1970s and 80s in uh, California in certain areas of California. He uh, had been known up to that point not by his name, because they could not identify him, but simply as uh, the Golden State Killer, which was the name that he was given by Michelle McNamara, the uh, now the late wife of um, Patton Oswald, who wrote the book about him, the Golden State Killer, before he had been caught. Yeah. So it's such a fascinating story in the way it's sort of unfurled before us. Well, and there's
0: this whole like separate story about her passing and yeah. then his helping finish the book. Um, and you know, the book itself is a story. So yeah, it's it's she's totally a part of Michelle McNamara is totally interwoven into the story in a way that most authors of, you know, true crime aren't.
2: It's like it is such a fascinating, as you said, multi-layered story. Um, but the important thing about today is that he has been sentenced and now we know that justice is going to be served on behalf of the 13 murder victims mm-hmm. and the uh the many and those women are the only ones raped.
0: we know about right like there's right. clearly there are probably more
2: and what's interesting so first of all but prior to being known, known as the golden state killer he was known as a number of different um names one of them was the East Area Rapist, the other one was the original Night Stalker, but also the Vidalia Ransacker. And they weren't always clear that he was the same person, that it was the exact same person who was committing all of these crimes. Mm -hmm. Michelle McNamara became interested, like many people do, in the true crime realm. um, She became interested in him as a criminal, and she started pouring over all the information she could. She was able to make friends with people who were interested in the case, um, and she got a lot of extra information. She wrote this beautiful book that just kind of profiled a woman's obsession with this killer. And then after Michelle McNamara died, um, because of some progress in um, DNA testing, like your average run-of-the-mill DNA tests, that you yeah, do no, I mean, it's, from it's ancestry.com
0: truly revolutionary and has actually changed the way that um, law enforcement uses this kind of technology now and it has created a huge conversation I mean again this this just touches so many things it has created a huge conversation in the world of genealogy and um, you know people making dna available um, as a resource I mean there's it's a lot there's a yeah. lot going on here
2: Well he ended up being arrested uh, and he it his name again is Joseph D'Angelo. And in order to um avoid the death penalty, he confessed to those murders. He pled guilty to the murders of thirteen and thirteen people and then dozens of rapes that happened again, like I said, over the nineteen seventies and eighties. And there's so many fascinating things about him that you learn. So HBO did, I think it was a four or six part series called I'll Be Gone in the Dark with the help of Patton Oswald. Mm-hmm. And it was based on the book. But in the last episode of I'll Be Gone in the Dark, the HBO series, you learn some things that you didn't learn if you read the book. So I read both the book and watched the series. And one of the things that you learned was... These aren't
0: spoilers, I'm assuming.
2: No, they're not at all. Not spoilers at all. Um, One of the things you learn is how Michelle McNamara died. And that's something that, I mean, it's public information. Yeah. I had not been aware of it. I, I I think I dropped off paying attention to that when, like, shortly after she died. Mm-hmm. And I never kind of closed the loop on it. Um, and so that was sort of a shocking moment. But the other thing is, in the last episode, unlike the book, so the book was released posthumously. Mm-hmm. He had not been Arrested, yes. His identity was unknown. So by the time they made this docu-series, they knew who the Golden State Killer was. And so the last episode of the docu-series talks a little bit about how that all happened. And then also they talk to people who were closely associated with Joseph D'Angelo, including but not limited to his niece and a nephew, and his niece in particular, who had been, who'd lived with him for a, a generous portion of her life because she had been abused by her own parents mm-hmm. and he took her in and she was just shocked.
0: Oh yeah, I'm sure.
2: Meanwhile, he had had a previous marriage with a woman named Bonnie and Bonnie's name came up during a lot of the murders. So a lot of people asked about Bonnie. Well, Bonnie is interviewed in this last um. Wow this last episode, and talks about what kind of person he was. But the one person you never heard from was his actual wife, Mm -hmm. the woman he was married to in the 70s and 80s, who was married to him while he was committing these crimes. And now we have her victim impact statement because she was present at the sentencing. That's fascinating. It is super fascinating. And one of the things she says is essentially, I always thought that he was doing what he said he was doing. He would say he was going pheasant hunting or he said he was going to visit his parents or he was said he was going to work. And I took him at his word. She was working night shifts uh, in fast food and also in a juvenile uh, detention center. She's a lawyer. And she had no idea. I mean, seriously sit with that.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's... No
2: clue that he was committing these heinous crimes.
0: Well, and what's fascinating about and I think what draws a lot of people to true crime stories and serial killers in particular, and obviously in particular this story, although I think there's a number of reasons why this story in particular has stood out to people. But in general, when it comes to serial killers, I think the thing that fascinates people is what is that mind like? Because it is not a mind that you or I have, and it is not something we are familiar with, because the likelihood that any of us is going to come into contact with a mind like that is practically... Zilch right, right, um, or that you would have any awareness that you are in contact with a person like that, so I think we are ultimately fascinated by what is the mind like of that person, because I think there's a part of us, a dark lizard brain part of us that wonders like, do I have the capability to be a person like this, or is mm-hmm. a person in my life capable of being a person like this? Those mm-hmm. are all of the things that I think we are ultimately trying to scratch at when we are digging into stories like these that normally we would run away from because they're so morbid and gross and terrible and icky. However, yeah. one of the things I've learned and one of the things you learn in this book, but learning about this story in particular, is that you you referenced a little bit of this uh, when you started to um, share with us who he really is mm-hmm. he was known by a number of different names and those names dealt with different phases of his development mm-hmm. and one thing you'll learn about you know serial killers is that they don't all start out being serial killers right. they start out being um, thieves mm-hmm. uh, or people who you know um, are like peeping toms or there's there's a behavior that starts and it, it develops over time it becomes increasingly more... Um, dangerous and harmful and violent, right? And then sometimes it leads to, you know, taking lives. So he might steal stuff in the beginning and then he might, um, you know, scare women and then he might actually engage them physically in some way, assaulting them. And then he might, you know, sexually assault right. them. And then it goes a little further. And it it's not like a person starts out with a switch, you're a serial killer. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that's why this story is so fascinating because you can see that growth. Like he starts, you know, raping women and then he, then he proceeds to start killing them.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a fascinating story. Well, I want to give you the update on his sentencing so you know uh, that today he was sentenced to life in prison without parole, um, which I believe was expected. However, what is most impactful I believe is that at the sentencing hearing many survivors mm. and family members of victims uh, who who were murdered by him uh his ex-wife his ex- his other ex-wife family members were all many were present and had their moment to speak That's um awesome. he did of course I mean he 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 said he was sorry and I'm afraid that that is just not enough <laughs> well yeah and Luckily. uh yeah but in any case if you have not read the book or watched the HBO docu-series I cannot recommend it enough
0: yeah I need to watch I want to watch the documentary series I just haven't had a chance to yet yeah. but um I can certainly recommend the book
2: it is so... and I listened to
0: the audiobook which does have a I think I don't know if Pat Oswald wrote the wrote the Forward. He wrote some part of it and I think he actually reads that part Yeah, um, in the audiobook.
2: Yeah. And his involvement is very strong in the um in the docuseries. And so I mean he really was the closest to the work she was doing. Yeah. Um and it just is it, it is such a multi layered story. And frankly, honestly, if it weren't for Michelle McNamara, I don't know that this case would have been solved in this way. And also I don't know that we would have known about it in the way that we do. So,
0: oh, yeah. I mean, unless you were already paying attention to, you know, uh, that particular string of killings, why would you?
2: When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, our friend Paul McGuire Grimes from Paul's Trip to the Movies will join us and tell us what we should be watching this weekend on My Talk 1071. Every Friday, we like to check in with our friend Paul McGuire-Grimes from Paul's trip to the movies to see what we should be watching this weekend on the Colleen and Bradley Show. My Talk 1071, streaming live at mytalk com. Everything Entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer, Hi. And our friend Paul McGuire-Grimes. Hi, Hi Paul. Paul. Hello. Hi. Thank you for joining us today. So, so good to hear your
1: voice. Um, I it's underst- great to hear your voices.
2: I understand, Paul, that one of the offerings you've brought us actually is appearing Food. in theaters. What
1: it is? Yes, this is actually a really big weekend for movie theaters. Before we go there, I want to put in a third plug for "I'll Be Gone in the Dark." That oh, limited yeah. series really moved me, wrecked me, and it is one of the best. I think true crime, human interest pieces. Yeah. To hit that genre in many, many years. Well, and I was so, going to even go. say
2: it, like it, like it, it doesn't fit neatly into any genre, and that's what's so cool about it.
1: Exactly, exactly.
2: But yeah. that's so, not in theaters.
1: <laughs> no, it's not in theaters. If you go to your theater, it's called Words on Bathroom Walls. Both movies we're going to talk about are based on YA novels. And this is um, from Julia Wanton. She wrote the YA novel. It starts Charlie Plummer um, as this high school kid named Adam who suffers from schizophrenia. And as part of his kind of new treatment program, he's on an experimental trope pill program, and he goes to this Catholic school, and there he meets a priest and his math tutor who really start to kind of help him accept himself and who he is so he's not suffering from schizophrenia but accepting that you know and how can he move on interesting and you've got yeah you've got people like andy garcia bass grant walton goggins and molly parker are also and it's so a really great supporting cast and it's a movie that's talking about teen mental health issues as well
0: hmm. so do you have any indication like i mean you pay attention to the theater world why uh, why would this film be coming out in theater? What was the is there a, a story about why the decision was made to release this in theaters?
1: I think they were debating how when they wanted to release it, how they were going to. I think they really wanted to get teams involved in seeing it versus, and they wanted to do it before the school year started. Mm-hmm. And I think they really wanted people to be part of that communal experience of seeing it in a theater versus just at home flipping on Netflix or Amazon. So I think it's part of that
2: conversation and that
1: community experience of being together to to hear the story.
2: So how many ticket stubs for uh, words on bathroom walls?
1: Yeah, I give it
2: four out of five. I think it's a.
1: I think it's really well told. The acting is really great. Charlie Plummer is a huge star on the on the rise, along with Taylor Russell. She's the math tutor, and she's his age as well. So it's two teens. There is a little bit of a love story in it. Like, let's be real, it's YA, right? But that's not the main focus of the story. And I like a lot of the conversations that can be brought up about this this topic. Interesting.
0: And there are yeah, local showings.
1: There are, yeah. So you know. Do it your own will. I'm not going to tell people, race back to the theater because they just don't want to people, I don't want to risk, risk people's health. But, you know, look into it if that's what you want to do. Yeah.
2: All right. And then you've got another one that we can watch from our couch.
1: Yes, this is another YA. This is streaming on Amazon Prime and it's called Chemical Hearts. And this one, uh, it's about a you know, high school senior named Henry, played by Austin Abrams, and he is the new editor in chief of the newspaper. And he falls in love with this transfer student played by Lily Reinhart, we you know her from Riverdale. Mm. But she is kind of battling, you know, this heartbreak and tragedy from a past relationship and she has a hard time really letting him into her life.
2: Okay, so I just have to be really honest, you guys. I love yeah. YA novels, and I love YA movies. So. Yeah.
1: so I think if that's the case, I think you will love this because it, hits, it checks all of that kind of YA, that checklist. You know, we've got the theme of their paper is Teenage Limbo. Mm-hmm. And at one point she says, you know, being young is so painful and it's hard to deal with. Mm-hmm. So you've got that heartbreak. You've got really good music, that fight to, like, fall in love while holding back. Um, you have got a pivotal scene in the rain. There's kind of a a twist that comes into play. So if you, there's narration involved. So like you've you've seen this happen a lot. So if you like that, great.
0: It's so interesting because you know, Colleen, you were saying you love um, YA novels and YA movies, mm-hmm. and like this to me just sounds like the antithesis of anything i want to watch <laughs> like that that just fraught period of our lives when everything mattered to the nth degree and i just look around right. me now and i'm like i have none of that in my life right now (laughs) i mean not that i don't have none of
1: those problems (laughs) i
0: have irrational thoughts and feelings sure but just not of this variety see
2: i love to go back and watch it because then i think oh gosh those those times that i thought were so hard were so much simpler that's what i appreciate Mm -hmm. about it but how many ticket stubs for uh chemical hearts Two and a half out of five. I do like that
1: there's a queer couple in this. uh, You know, two women that are falling in love in high school. And I like seeing that representation in Mm. a movie like that. It kind of gives me hope. Yeah, and I got to interview the cast of both of these movies, and those interviews are up on my YouTube channel. Paul. Awesome. The movies as well. Awesome. Yeah, Paul's trip to the
2: movies. Everybody check out his uh, website. Check out all of his social media and his YouTube channel. You can see all of those interviews and, and you know, and watch movies and be happy. Paul McGuire-Grimes, <laughs> thank you so much for joining thank us. Thank you,
1: Paul. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Have we, a good weekend.
2: We will be back on the other side of this with some dumb people doing dumb things, crazy, stupid idiots on my talk 107.
1: Well then, I guess one could say, that's a crazy stupid idiot. Colleen and Bradley present CSI. It stands for crazy stupid idiots.
0: It sure does. Why? Well, because these bitches are full of crazy (laughs) stupid idiots. Dumb people doing dumb things repeatedly over and over again, oftentimes in a state known as Florida.
2: Like? We are going first to Oregon.
0: Oregon. Oregon,
2: where we meet 59-year-old Richard Jordahl, or your doll. Um, I do have to give you a heads up here. There is not a happy or funny ending to this.
0: Oh, great. So somebody dies. Nope,
2: but he is in critical condition. Oh, my God. Sorry. Okay. I had to just tell you that because okay. I, I like to be honest with you. But what he did do... Uh, is the following. He um, tried to rent a plane in Oregon on Tuesday. um, And they were like, yeah, so you don't have a pilot's license. So we can't rent you a plane. And he was like, but I want the plane. And they were like, yeah, nope. So we don't rent planes to people who don't actually have pilot's licenses. So he was like, fine. And so he left. But then he came back later that night and he stole the keys to a plane and he flew it anyway
0: oh my god that is i don't why understand would you do that?
2: that doesn't feel like a thing that you learn as you go no um as you can imagine it did not um did not end well it crashed
0: For sure oh god
2: uh he was located though and he's he's been hospitalized but i'm just saying Guys, the warning here is: don't try to fly. That just a plane. seems like
0: somebody who maybe had uh, to put it mildly a death
2: wish. I mean,
0: like, do yeah. do you steal a plane that you can't fly with an attempt to actually survive that experience?
2: I don't understand. I don't know. I just find I don't know. I don't know.
0: I somebody should do it you know check more than just his physicality. there's more to
2: know there's more to understand about this yes but yeah but like when you think about the f- like he could have not ju- i mean he crashed in the woods yeah he it's a good thing he didn't crash into somebody's a city's house, house or something yeah
0: it's yeah, always my nightmare is that some plane is going to crash in my house do you ever just have that feeling that like you see a plane fly overhead and it's just going to fall out of the sky
2: all the time, Bradley. That's why my fear of flying exists. And I live close to the airport. So think about how often I see an airplane in the sky.
0: Well, not lately, but trust
2: me though. It's plenty. Yeah. Yeah. I just think like, I wonder if
0: they ever just go, but see, here's what my dad taught me. And this got me over my fear of flying because I did have a momentary lapse in my ability to fly, uh, when I was younger. And, um, Planes are designed to not crash. Like, literally, if you took all the engines off and all the power and just let it flop, it's designed to not crash.
2: Mm-hmm. Even it's,
0: without any engines.
2: It's just why when you're flying and there's turbulence, there's a lot of flopping around. Yeah. Well, that flopping so like around is by design. If you lost
0: all your engines and everything, that thing is designed to go...
2: <sighs> I just want to ask you why... In all the years you've known me, and you know how scared I am to fly. Haven't I ever told you that? You've never told me that, yeah. okay, and I well, feel like that. I hope would I have cured
0: thought. your fear, of flying. Well, no,
2: now, now I've, and now it's different fears. Okay, well, yeah, because now yeah. it's what's inside the plane. Although I did read an article that it is a lot harder to get COVID on an airplane than people think. I know
0: the the science is, and I listen to science that you are more likely to get it. You know. At a bar? At a bar, which, by the way, don't even get me started on that list. Maybe I'll make those people my crazy, stupid idiots. Mm. The 29 restaurants in the Twin Cities where they've had outbreaks, and all of them tend to be places that are significantly over... Um, how do I put this? They are probably attracting a crowd who likes to drink more than
2: eat. Yeah. Booze forward. Mm-hmm. Booze yes. forward. Yeah, they're very booze forward.
0: Yeah, like most of my 20s.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm
0: telling you, my experience on Delta when I flew in this moment, which I realize comes with all sorts of risk, the airport Mm -hmm. and Delta Airlines, the Minneapolis-St. Paul International Airport and Delta Airlines combined made me feel very safe and secure. Not that there's no risk, but all things considered, I felt very, um, I mean, did you see they just kicked off that Navy SEAL who killed Osama bin Laden? Mm-hmm. for not wearing a mask? Mm-hmm. So the guy who Okay,
2: that sentence was poorly constructed. Because what it sounded like was that the guy killed Osama bin Laden for not wearing a mask. <laughs> <laughs> and that is not what happened. That is that is
0: to be fair, that is not what happened. Let me uh rejigger my sentence here. The guy who was one of the he was the one who allegedly mm-hmm. shot Osama bin Laden, or not allegedly. I just don't know the story well enough, but I yep. think he's the guy who shot Osama bin Laden. He was on a Delta flight, took a picture of himself without a mask on while on a Delta flight. Oh, yeah, there it is. Posted it and said something with the P word, like he's not yep. a P word, mm-hmm. um, and then and posted the it. The
2: P word was not pretty lady or anything <laughs> no. like that. Um, or peanut. Or, or proper or... passenger.
0: Yeah. <laughs> no. Rhymes with. It's it's another word for kitty cat. cat. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, Delta was like, oh, okay. So you can, you're not coming on our airlines Mm
2: -hmm. because
0: Delta has a very strict policy. Yeah. They just, they will turn around. They will Mm -hmm. land a plane. They will, they are not having it. Mm -hmm. So thank you. Anyway, that had nothing to do with anything.
2: No, I think it had a lot to do with a lot of things. I'm now done with my crazy stupid idiot now it's your turn
0: um i would like to take you to a freeway oh okay in Boynton Beach Florida which is south florida by the way and i want to tell you about a guy who uh, along with his passenger was arrested last weekend after doing something i cannot for the life of me figure out how anybody thought this was a good idea and i am going to ask you to take a look at the video oh, at I some
2: can't point wait. okay i'm going to open it up right now
0: so um there was somehow a group of motorists who were able to stop traffic, and um, a guy by the name of Aleph Almeida, 26 years old, and his passenger Leonardo Lopez de, de, de Alameda, um, I don't know if they're related, somehow started doing donuts in the middle of a freeway.
2: And you don't mean like Duncan.
0: No, I wish. Okay. But this was <laughs> actual vehic- vehicular donuts in the middle of I-95... One night. What? Are you watching this? Yes. They're literally, they have stopped the freeway in both directions.
2: How do they even do that? I
0: don't know. And they're just doing donuts. And burning rubber. And burning rubber and barely missing people who are standing out
2: watching, watching? this madness yeah, take place. it's insanity.
0: Now, one guy earth so one guy who was driving by on the opposite side even though the traffic had slowed was like oh this must be an accident because he saw the smoke he saw the stop traffic no it was just a bunch of dudes doing donuts oh my gosh and um police arrived and they tried to scatter but they were able to arrest um you know the one driver anyway this uh alif alameda and his passenger leonardo um Again.
2: DiCaprio?
0: No, that's okay. uh same so no. as that. They Alameda. Um somebody said they're just racing, they're doing donuts, they're playing, having a good time. Yeah, yeah. That's but not look fun. behind them. There's literally like six
2: lanes of traffic that are like hi. Bumper to bumper, total gridlock. Oh, I'd be so mad. Yeah, I would too. I bet that like women were having babies in that line. Yeah, not right. People were suffering heart attacks. I mean, like stuff was going on, mm-hmm. and they were just doing their donuts. And again, not Duncan. Not Duncan, sadly. Um, for our final story, we are going to Florida, and we're going to meet Rena Sanders, and she is a lawyer. She is a lawyer in Fort Lauderdale.
0: Oh, okay. Lauderdale.
2: Yep. And uh, on Monday, she had a few too many Chardonnays and got behind the wheel of her car. Chardonnay. No. Exactly. Uh, and she was going 80 in a 45 mile per hour zone. Oh, my God. Yeah. Drunk
0: her, doing 80 in a 40. In
2: her Lexus. Oh. Um, she did at one point hit 90 miles per hour. She fishtailed and almost crashed. Anyway, the the cops started to chase her. Well, they started to follow her, but she didn't pull over which then turned it into a high speed chase. Okay. They finally boxed her in and then ordered her out of her car. So like all of this is like gosh, you're that's a lot of bad choices. That's just a string of really bad choices, yeah. right? Um but maybe not totally crazy stupid idiot worthy. It's about to happen. I mean,
0: oh so she hasn't done the crazy stupid idiot. Not thing. quite. Okay.
2: Um, they did uh they did have her in custody and she tried to talk her way out of it. And she did it by doing a thing that sometimes we've heard of people doing. She tried to name drop some big celebrities she knows because she's a lawyer.
0: Oh, like she's represented these people or something. Like
2: she was like, I don't you can't you can't arrest me because I know Owen Wilson. And i hung out with Ryan Reynolds and I party with The Rock. Okay. And they were like, yep, nope, that's not going to work because you were driving rec- recklessly under the influence and just yeah, like you literally, a chase. if The Rock was
0: doing that, he would he be arrested. He would be arrested.
2: Yeah. And then they fi- she finally got the hint. Uh, and when they got to jail, she was like, guys, I okay, fine. If I'm going to be here, you guys need to give me a pizza. She tried to get them to order her pizza. She had the munchies, probably. Well, she
0: did, apparently, because I think they found some edibles in her purse, Mm, didn't they, Colleen?
2: They certainly did. They found some edibles, uh, and uh, she was released on $56,000 bond. She, by the way, claims as a lawyer, in her professional opinion, that she is 100% innocent.
0: Okay, that's not how the legal system works, (laughs) but good luck to you, ma'am.
2: In my legal opinion, I'm innocent.
0: According to my legal expertise, I am. You don't not believe
2: guilty. me? Just call The Rock. He and I are friends. We party together.
0: Also, if you were friends with The Rock, I just feel like you don't use The Rock's name because then he would, like, I don't know, crush you. Yeah. Like, I don't want to get on the wrong side of The Rock.
2: She wanted pizza.
0: That I can get behind.
2: Right? But you know what, I do want you to know this, and everybody should know this, uh, as a deterrent from breaking the law. There is no pizza just waiting for you at, in jail. And well, they might have is, that
0: like that like flat, yeah, wet it's nasty not, pizza. You don't
2: get you don't get to order your Papa John's or your Papa Murphy's or any of your papas. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, it's time to play the game, the throwback live. We'll do that after this on My Talk 1071.